Welcome everyone to our weekly shiur on the parasha with the beautiful and amazing deep perush of the Zera Shimshon. Um, this week's parasha is Parashat Pechokotai. We are doing Ma'amar Aleph, the first ot of the Zera Shimshon. This shiur is dedicated the Ainui Nishmat Yishar Ben Ezzat Ve Avraham. Um, and for and for the of Israel, and for the Nishmat also of the Zera Shimshon, may his neshama have an aliyah through the learning and be a melitzyosher for all of us, and bring all those wonderful blessings that he promises all of us for learning and spreading his Torah. Amen. So there's a Midrash Rabbah in Vayra Rabbah Lamed Hey Aleph 35 Pasuk 1 Midrash Rabbah says on the Pasuk which is in Vayra in this week's parasha the Pasuk in Vayra Chavav Gimel chapter 26 Pasuk 3 it says Im Bechukotai Telechu the first words of the parasha which basically mean when the Torah says, Hashem says in the Torah, if you follow my laws and my ordinances, if you go according to my Torah, which is a very jam-packed pasuk really, it's a jam-packed um, um, sentence, because God basically says, if you listen to me, you know, then we're good. And everything's going to be all a-okay. It's only when you start not listening when, you know, things might go south. But it says on this pasuk in the Midrash, This is what the Tehillim says, Tehillim, Guf Yud Tet, 100. What? <laughs> he goes the long one. Tehillim, 118, 119, sorry. It says, El <laughs> This is in the long one daily, right? It says, David HaMelech says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I basically thought of going to certain places, but my, my, my feet, my legs, kept turning me to your ways. Meaning, David HaMelech said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ribono Shel Olam. This is the Midrash. Still. Master of the universe. Every single day, I would think to myself, as I wanted to go to a certain direction, to a certain place, I would tell myself, I'm going to go to so-and-so's house. I'm going to go to so-and-so place. Okay, today, I'm going to go to the gym. That's it. I've made my resolution. I'm going to go exercise today. Or today, I'm going to go fishing. My resolution, I need, you know, I want to go by the ocean. Or things that I need to do. Like for instance, to deal with the things of the melucha, of the kingship. You know, he's got, obviously David Amelech was no ordinary man, he was the king of Am Yisrael, he has a lot of things to deal with on a daily basis. Like, for instance, 
taking care of a country. Not only a country, taking care of the most powerful country ever known on the face of the planet. It was very small. It was a little bigger than it is now, but it was still small. But at the end of the day, you know what Hamadunis say? <laughs> Hamadan is our office. The world is our home. Right? So, basically, Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, the Jewish people were the most powerful people on, in the world, not because we were warlords or we fought wars or whatnot, but because people, the, the nations of the world had the fear of Hashem in them, the fear of God, and they knew that these are the people of Hashem, they have the Beit HaMikdash, they serve the entire world, they bring peace and tranquility to the entire world, therefore, because they bring peace, we'll maintain that peace with them in order so that we also stay alive in the meantime. It would be great if you guys not drag the chairs since we are doing a class tonight. Okay. Lechayim to chair sounds. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam shehakod nihiyah b'daruch. Amen. That's good. Who did, you made this tea? Perfect. Yeah. It's like he picked the flowers himself. Zaku baruch. So David Amelech would think to himself, today I'm going to go to so-and-so place to, you know, uh, do certain things that I need to do. However, he's saying in this pasuk, however, I didn't end up doing that. I never ended up doing what I planned to do. Why? My feet, my legs would bring me I would always end up finding myself in a Bet Knesset, in a synagogue, or Bet Midrash, or a place of learning. I am the king of, of Am Yisrael. Every day I would think of different things I wanted to do. Maybe I wanted to go, uh, I don't know, someplace else. But at the end of the day I would find that I would find myself in a Bet Midrash at the end of the day. This is what he's saying to Hashem in this Pasuk. So the Pasuk in Tehilim it says, I thought about my ways. I thought about where I want to go, where I want to end up. However, my legs always just brought me to your to where I'm learning your Torah. And that's what the Midrash says. So Yefet To'ar asks on this a question. And he asks like this, Was David HaMelech confused? Is this what we're saying in Tehillim? David HaMelech is saying, every day I'm trying to go to one place and then I just find myself in another place. What is he trying to say? He's confused? Is that what David HaMelech is saying? Like I, I, I lost my way again? Oh, you know, I was trying to go, ah, I made a wrong left turn. Right? Is that what he's saying? Because he was thinking he's going to go somewhere else, but, his, but, his, but he's saying his feet brought him somewhere else. What is this? Right? What does that mean? And also, we can ask, Why is David HaMelech saying, like every day I was thinking of going to XYZ, but I would find myself in Bed Midrash. Why isn't he just thinking of going to the Bed Midrash? He's the king of Israel. He's a tzaddik. He's a righteous. He's a prophet. He's all of the above. 
Why isn't he just saying, every day I wanted to go to Beit Midrash? It's as if he's saying, I didn't want to go to Beit Midrash, but pff, here I am again. Really? Why wasn't he thinking, today I'm going to go to Beit Midrash. Today I'm going to Kenisa. How many of us are thinking that every day? You're saying, why was that a challenge for him every day? We're saying, why is it saying that David HaMelech was saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, every day I think of going to other places, but then I find myself in a Beit Midrash. So you're saying, why was it challenged every day? No, he's asked, the second question he's asking is, why was, he, why was he thinking of going to other places? Why isn't he saying, to begin with, I wanted to come to the Beit Midrash. It's as if saying, I wanted not to go to the Beit Midrash, but I would find myself in a Beit Midrash. Why aren't you thinking of going to the Beit Midrash? Okay, fine, but it's not really saying, I mean, the Pasuk is not saying that he's trying to run away from his obligations. He's saying, every day I was trying to go other places, but I found myself in Beit Midrash. That means what? He's he didn't want to go to the Beit Midrash altogether? He wasn't even... How he got there. He's like, how am I getting here? I'm trying to go to Beit Midrash. So that's the first question of the Ifatar. Ifatar is saying what? David HaMelech is, is having a problem with confusion? Like he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's com- asking, why is this happening? Right, so okay. So right, so that's the first question. I doubt that the answer is that he was confused. I doubt that that's the answer. Okay? Because if anything, David HaMelech was never, never confused. I don't think David HaMelech had a day of confusion in his life. That you don't become the king of Am Yisrael because you just happen to be at the right place at the right time or like, you know. No, David HaMelech was never confused. As a young boy, he fought, he fought Goliath who never, no one else dared to fight. He didn't even question it for a second. I don't think confusion was in his vocabulary. So, the odd. So we... He was confused that he could beat the lion. Okay, wait. Drink your tea. The we could also ask, because the pshat, the common understanding of the pasuk, actually tells us the opposite. It seems to be telling us the opposite, which is what? It says, Pasuk says, It seems from the Pasuk, he, the, 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 the feet were turning back to go to Bed Midrash, which seems to be same, saying, They actually wanted to go somewhere else. However, his heart was turning him away and bringing him to the Bit Midrash. So the question is, why is it, if we're asking, if we're saying that, why is it that his legs are trying to go somewhere else? Why is David Melech trying not to get, why is his body trying to get out of going to the Bit Midrash? Right? So now, now that we've had the little introduction with the question, and understanding the Midrash, let's go into the little introduction about some things in the, uh, in the Gemara, which will come to beautifully explain certain aspects of life and David HaMelech's life as well. So here's where the answer is. So everyone's clear so far. Some of you look at me like, like I'm a stranger. Some people look confused here. Huh? Huh? No. 
There is, the Gemara says in, uh, in Berachot, Masechet Berachot, Daled Amud Aleph, page 4, first side. I don't even know how to translate some of these things, right? Daled Amud Aleph. Amrinan, it says on the Pasuk in Tehilim, Ledavid Shamra Nafshi Ki Hasidani. David Amelech has a bakasha, has a request from HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Tehillim. By the way, those of us that don't say Tehillim enough, we don't say Tehillim enough. Tehillim is a masterpiece. Tehillim is a source of power. It is the most powerful, one of the most powerful books written by human hands. It's, it's, it's incredible how much power this book holds. That's why there's so many things that are discussed in the Gemara and in other places just about Pasukim that David HaMelech wrote in Tehillim. Imagine, we don't discuss things other like philosophers said and stuff like that. We discuss every single word that David HaMelech wrote in Tehillim because they were so powerful and it's so, they're, so, they're so filled. It says, Le-David shamran chasidani. David HaMelech asks, requests from HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem, please watch over me because I'm a Hasid. Now, a chassid doesn't have the same connotation as it sounds when I say a chassid. What we have chassidim today, being a chassid today is not what is being discussed in Tehillim or in other literature that's written in Judaism. That's not what it means. When it says chassid, it doesn't mean people that are from the Hasidic dynasties like a Chabad chassid or a Satmar chassid. A chassid in Hebrew basically means somebody that does mitzvot, what we call lifnim mishurat hadin. They go the extra mile, they do the extra work for the mitzvot. Meaning, for instance, for instance, okay? Let's say, <laughs> you know, uh, Shana wants to be halav Israel from now on. Now she knows, eh? Eh? Now she knows, <laughs> she knows that in her family, no one has ever been Chalav Yisrael. There's a heter from this rabbi, there's a heter from that. But, but, eh. She says to herself, why not? I want to be a Hasid. Hasid means I want to do the extra. I want to go the extra mile. I want to do extra. Why not? I want to be stringent on myself. Right? There's an Eruv in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. Except when you get to the village, some places don't have an Eruv yet. <laughs> I'm kidding. Most places, Baruch Hashem, have an Eruv. Calm down, everybody. These are only jokes to keep you guys awake because trying to be interesting. So, uh, some people hold up the Eruv. Some people are, accept the Eruv and they, and, they, and, they, and they, you know, carry in the Eruv on Shabbat, which means you hold up the Eruv, right? And other people, especially people that have kids, and large carriages, they're machmir, and they don't hold up the Eruv. Why? Because why should I take the stroller on Shabbat when my wife can? <laughs> so, so, if you have kids and a stroller on Shabbat, you're strict because you're a Hasid, you don't hold up the Eruv. But if you're young, possibly single, you don't hold of the Eruv because you want to carry your talit back to shul. You know, or whatever it is. He's, I'm making a joke. But again, there are basically a chasid means a person that goes a little extra mile to keep mitzvot that I might not have to. There's other examples of it. I'm just bringing these as an example. Right? 
So David HaMelech is saying to Hashem, Hashem, please watch over me because I'm a Hasid, because I all, I'm always trying to do more than what's requested of me, more than what's required of me, I'm always doing that. So please watch over me. Okay, what does that mean? Why does he need God to watch over him because he's a Hasid? So David HaMelech is saying, Bechi lo Hasidani, aren't I? This is David HaMelech to Hashem. Aren't I a Hasid? Because you look at all the kings, all over the world, right? Everywhere you look, they take care of themselves. They watch over their health. They go to sleep early at night. They wake up late in the morning. Come to think of it, we are all kings. Right? <laughs> We're all Ben Melachim. All of a sudden I just realized. There's a lot of kings in Beverly Hills. <laughs> no? Go to sleep early, wake up late in the morning. We're all kings. We're all kings and queens. You know, because we need our beauty sleep. We have to let the cream settle. Right? So David Amalek is saying to Akadosh Baruch look, all the kings, they take care of themselves. They go to sleep early at night. They wake up late in the morning. And that's actually how it was. The Gemara talks about it. Right? Kings wake up three, four hours later than everybody else. Because they're kings, because they can. Right? But he's saying, me? I wake up on chatzot. I never even let, actually, he would never even let chatzot midnight pass with him being asleep. David HaMelech never slept past midnight. Do you understand what I mean? And he was a king. He could have very well been sleeping. But he didn't. He would wake up Early after midnight and before midnight, and start learning Torah, do uh, different tikkunim, and then I, I think I think if I'm not mistaken, the Gemara says at 3 a.m. Chachamim would come to him, and at 3 a.m. he would start discussing the Medina, discussing his country, discussing different things to do for Am Israel with the Chachamim until like five something o'clock when he would start shacharit. This was David Amelech's routine. When you go to sleep, right before. The Gemara actually says, David HaMelech slept very, very little. Less than an hour. Hey, there's a lot of things people did those days that you and I will never be able to. You know, in the time of Purim, Am Yisrael fasted for three days straight. Try doing one. Right? People were different. Much stronger. Especially David HaMelech. You don't become the king because you're just normal. You know, but at the same time, he was a person. He worked on himself, not to take credit away from him, but he worked on himself. It wasn't easy for him to wake up every single night and be awake and, and learn to know. That's why he became King David, which is spoken about all the time. That's yeah. why he was walking in one direction, but, it, but going to synagogue because oh. he slept an hour. <laughs> so it says the Iyun Yaakov asks. On the Pasuk, when it says, Shamran Chasidani, please watch over me because I'm a Hasid, the Ayun asks, How could it be? David Amalek is asking Hakadosh Baruch Hu to receive Sakhar, to receive reward for his mitzvot. David Amalek saying, Hashem, please, because I'm a Hasid, please watch over me. What are you asking for Hashem to do miracles for you? Because you're not supposed to do that. You want to be a good boy? You want to do better? Do better, not because you want reward, but because you want to be better, right? 
That's asking for payment for you being good. You shouldn't ask for payment for doing good things. You want to be good? You want to be extra good? Be good. Extra good because you're supposed to be. Not because you want reward. Right? But he answers right away, right away and he says, Because kings, the natural way of kings are to watch over themselves, keep themselves healthy, do different things that maintains their health. Right? In order for them to not befall to different illnesses, especially the illness that is called Marash what is what is marashahora? Now, in the explanations, marashahora basically, in today's terms, is a form of very deep depression and anxiety. Kings, many kings, if you look in history, actually had this. They had this mental emotional illness of having extreme anxiety and depression. Why did they, why was this a problem that they dealt with? Quite simple. When you're a king, when you're a leader, you have a lot on your shoulders. Right? A lot lying on your shoulders. There's a lot of stress that you have to carry around. There is wars, there's this, da, da, da. Therefore, you need to maintain a regimen of healthy living. Mental and emotional healthy living. You need time to relax, you need time to sleep, you need time to take care of yourself, you need time to... So many different things that you need in order for you not to become completely depressed. Actually, the, the explanation of Rajah it says, they become kind of inward, where they don't want to talk to people, they don't want to have anything to do with people anymore, they're just too stressed to handle anybody anymore. Which, to be honest with you, Today actually happens to many people, not, a, not kings or leaders, but many people that have too much stress and they don't know how to kind of deal with it. That's what happens. Right? They don't want to go out. They don't want to talk to anyone. They don't want to have relations with anybody anymore. They just want to be alone with themselves. So David Amalek is saying, so the, uh, the, the, the answer he's giving is that David Amalek is saying to HaKadosh Baruch I can be just like all the other kings. Relax, take some time off, go to the sauna, get massages, wake up late in the morning, go to sleep early at night, take care of myself in order for these things not to happen to me. But I'm not doing that. Because I'm not doing that, and I'm constantly giving my time to you, learning Torah, all I request from you is, please, watch over me so that doesn't happen to me. Because I'm doing it for you. I'm not taking time for my own leisure. I'm not taking time to go on vacations. I'm taking time to learn your Torah, to get closer to you. So instead, I'm not asking for payment. I'm just asking, please, watch over me. Because naturally, that could happen to someone that is leaving, living life like me. That could happen to someone like that. So I'm just asking you to help me out so that I can stay on the route that I'm on which is getting closer and closer to you. Amnam says, however, the Zerashim says, however, from the other side you can say, 
You can also say the answer like this. That David HaMelech really wanted to go have some fun. He wanted to go to the sauna. He wanted to go get a massage. He wanted to go on a relaxing hike. He wanted to go sit on a mountaintop and just, you know, look at the trees and the birds and just relax and meditate on that. He wanted to do all these things in order for him not to become sick. Why? Because he held that according to the Torah, you are obligated to do so. Because the Pasuk in the Torah says, The Pasuk in the Torah says it's an obligation for every Jew to take care of their health. That's an obligation from the Torah. It's in the Oraita. When you eat right, you sleep right, you exercise, all of these things are mitzvah the Oraita. It's a mitzvah from the Torah. You're supposed to take care of yourself. You're supposed to maintain a good health. Right? A person that excessively does things to hurt has to show on their own health. It's a it's it's a lav in the Torah. It's a it's it's there, it's a it's a avera from the Torah's point. You're doing an avera, has shalom. So David Amelech is saying, I tried. I'm trying to do things, go places, have things along my schedule to take care of my health because you you have asked me in the Torah to take care of my health. I want to be healthy. I want to be you know. I want to go to the gym. I want to go to the sauna. I want to take care of myself. I want to eat right. I want to sleep right. Right? Because the Torah says, <clears throat> And any place that has any danger to the health, Meaning what? This is also another rule from the Torah. When there is a present danger in a situation, you do not rely on a miracle. You're not allowed to rely on a miracle. You can't say, I'm going to go to so-and-so place that is known to be dangerous for, for people's health, and say, God will take care of me. Simply put, if you do that, you're on your own. A person should never do such a thing. You know, I'm going to jump in a fire, God will take... Don't do that. Because you cannot, when, the, when there's inevitable danger involved in something... Even if it's not 100%, it's only 80%, 70%. But, but if it's known to have that cause, it is a sur for a person to say, I'm going to rely on God's miracles, God will do a miracle for me. It's a sur to do so. And some chilananes, you're not allowed to rely on a miracle. And it's a sur for a person to put themselves in a place of sakana, in a place of danger, and rely on HaKadosh Baruch Hu to save him. And that's in Gemara Kedushin Lametet. And a person has to always be careful not to do anything that goes against, goes against nature. The rule of nature stands. If natural law says if you do X, you will be Z, don't expect to do X and not become Z. And ask Hashem for help. Don't do it. Right? That's just a natural law. You cannot go against God's nature and ask God to kind of evade nature for you. That's a sure to do that. You cannot, you're being somech alanes. You're being reliant, you're relying on a miracle which you should not do. And listen to what he says here now. Y'all ready for this? Dehainu kemot sinim pachim. 
Just like, as an example, he brings Tinim Pachim. <clears throat> These are sicknesses, illnesses that come on a person from extreme cold or extreme hot. A person that wants to watch for their own well-being will distance themselves from it. Which is what? What is Tzinim Pachim? If you look up the Gemara, there is, it's brought down in Gemara Ketubot and Abodah Zarah. In Gemara Ketubot, it's Lamed Amud Aleph. Tzinim Pachim are basically the common gold and a heat stroke. And the Gemara discusses over there and says, Hakol Bidei Shamayim, everything is in God's hands except catching a common cold or a heat stroke. If you catch the common cold or a heat stroke, it's because you didn't take care of yourself. Heat stroke because you were in the heat too long and you did not drink enough water. Therefore, you were dehydrated and you became ill, chas v'shalom. And a cold because you went into, you, you took a nice shower, then you went outside in like 30 degrees weather, not wearing enough clothing, you're definitely going to catch a cold. Right? So Chachamim say, don't think everything that happens to you is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sometimes you got to be really dumb to do things to yourself. Right? Sometimes you're the one to blame. It's not HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You catch a common cold because you definitely went into the cold without having enough or you were in the cold too long and your body wasn't strong enough to fight it because you hadn't been taking care of your body to begin with. It's your fault. If you don't have enough vitamin C, if you don't eat right, and then go out in the freezing cold, not wearing enough clothing. Yeah, your immunity, your immune system is not strong enough to beat it. And you're going to get sick. That's still Gemara tradition? What is it? That's still Gemara tradition. That's Kisubis. Okay. That's Gemara Ketubot. Lamed Amud Aleph. And it's also in Avodah Zarah, but I don't know which daf. Just go through the whole thing. <laughs> I drink to that. So, therefore, a person has to watch out not to become shalom, not to catch a cold, or these things that are commonly because a person's immune system is is too low and they don't take care of their bodies. Umishum <clears> hachi, <throat> and because of this. David Amelech Shalom David Amelech would think to himself, and he would say, I want to go to so and so place. Levet Dira or a house or, or, or wherever. He wanted to go to these places to, to, to take care of himself, to enjoy, to have some relaxation, to basically kind of for health reasons, to take care of himself. Right? But, in order to regenerate himself, rejuvenate himself, he wanted to go to these places. He wanted to do it in order not to fall into depression and anxiety like all these kings have. Please, Google it. All these past kings that had all these big resonances, all of them had like anxiety beyond belief. They had, they had fears. They had 
They had uh, um, paranoias. So many kings killed the most closest people to them all the time. This was very, very common. Every, every few months, they would just kill everybody out and appoint new ones. Why? Because they're like, ah... It was a little too salty. He might have tried to poison me and he wasn't able to. You know, or, or uh, you know, uh, King, I think, uh, I don't, I don't want to name, but I, I don't remember which one of the kings it was. King Solomon? No, no. Anyway, so a lot of kings were known to fall into this kind of depression and do crazy things. Therefore, David Amelef was saying, I, I want to go to places to take care of myself. I want to go to places that will help me bring up my mental health, my emotional health, my, my, my physical health, right? Because of all the responsibility that I have. And because of those, I'm afraid that these, these sicknesses, these illnesses, you know, that he was afraid that he's not think to them, immune to them. And he really wanted to do it for a good reason. In order to listen to the pasuk of the Torah, he was trying to do the mitzvah of Torah. It was his responsibility. And afterwards, after he had thought about going to these places to take care of himself, <clears throat> he would think to himself, maybe he shouldn't go to these places, because he thought on the pasuk, he thought about another pasuk, and the pasuk says, the pasuk says in Shemot Tet Vav, if you listen to the voice of Hashem your God, all the different sicknesses that I brought upon Mitzrayim will not come upon you. All of a sudden, David HaMelech would think of this pasuk that says what? But if you listen to me, all the sicknesses that were experienced by the Egyptians, which was pretty much everything, will not come upon you. So he would say, the kashe, it's, it's hard to understand. If he listens to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he constantly delves in Torah to get close to Hashem and does all the mitzvot, just like the Pasuk says, if you listen to me and do my ordinances, all these sicknesses will not come upon you. Then how could all these sicknesses come upon you? Which means what? That's the it needed to say, Belomar, Lo Asim Alecha, Ela Vadai, Tarik Lomash Abazuk Balomar, Shafilum, Shem Hayuma Halod, Reuim Lavolefia Teva, Kemoni Don Azeshel David. David Amalek was saying to himself, You know why the Torah has to tell us? You know what the Torah has to say? The Torah has to say, If you listen to my ordinances and my laws, all these sicknesses I will not bring upon you. Why does the Torah have to even mention that all these sicknesses I won't bring upon you? Because David HaMelech was saying to himself, you know why? Because naturally if a person does not take care of himself, those sicknesses can come upon you, will come upon that person. Therefore the Torah has to say what? But I'll give you an anecdote. If you listen to the Torah and you're doing the mitzvot, then those sicknesses that are supposed to come upon you, naturally I will make them not come upon you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yarchikem Mimenu HaKadosh Baruch Hu will keep them far. And the Torah will watch over the person and save him. The Gemara says, Kol HaOsek Torah. Anybody that learns Torah, this is not me people. This is the Gemara, the Talmud says this. 
This is in Gemara Sota and also in Gemara Brachot. Anybody that learns Torah, Yisurim, Bedalim Mimenu. Hardships ricochet off of him. They don't, he does not have hardships because he learns Torah. And you can learn from here, which means was, even if Yisurim were supposed to come upon that person, that's what the Gemara is trying to say. The person was supposed to have some kind of hardship. But they decided to give a little more time for learning Torah. A little more strength for doing mitzvot. Hashem says, those hardships that you were meant to have, I will take them away. I will make sure you don't have them. It's a huge deal. Imagine. All these tzaddikim. Of our generation. This generation. You know, living to such old age. They did know of some illnesses here and there. But you know, you take Rabbi Vadya Yosef Zatzal, lived to 93. Many people that have leisures and, 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 and all the fun in the world and all the wealth in the world don't make it to 93. Okay? Rabbi Vadya Yosef did not have vacations. Rabbi Vadya Yosef did not have leisures and luxuries. and Did not. Okay? At a young age, he had arthritis in his, in his wrists. Because at a young age, he would sit in a room for hours and hours long, and the room had leaks all over the roof in the winter time when it would snow and it would rain. And because he was sitting in the moldy area, he, he had arthritis because of it. The doctors told him that's why he had it. His wrists hurt at a young age. Right? However, he was 93 years old. Rav Steinemann Zatzal. Rav Steinemann Zatzal, you... You can you could YouTube his living quarters. It's like they use it like a, I think they use it for people to come for visitations, like a museum now. He refused to buy new chairs. If you see what he was sitting on, I I kid you not, he was sitting on. He, people would come from all over the world, wealthy people, chachami would come just to visit him. He was sitting on a stool with a chair turned backwards. To be his support for his back. You would see like the, the, you would see the legs of a chair going that way. He had a seat of a chair for his back and he would sit on a stool. You think people didn't offer him chairs? You think people didn't offer him a good living court? His bed was right there. When people would come and visit him, his bed was right there on the side. He was sitting on this stool and he was one of the biggest Tamidah Chachamim of the generation. Right? How long, how long did he live? 93. No, he was much older. I think, I think, I'm not sure. I'm not going to say. Rav Scheinberg Zatzal, I think lived to 103. Rav Scheinberg lived to 103. And he, he was famous. He had hundreds of Talit Katans on. If you search Rav Scheinberg, you will see a, 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 a person with a small head and his body was huge because he would wear hundreds of different talit katans tzitzits on his body because he wanted to make sure that he has every opinion on how a tzitzit has to be he wanted to make sure they're all covered every day his shamash would say it would take him a very long time to help him to put all these tzitzits on so someone could, could say like realistically come on person has to watch for their health First comes health, and then Torah Miswot. He walked around with these tzitzits for years and years and years. 
And I guarantee you, his eating habits of what he ate every day were not even close to what many people chow down every day to be healthy. But he lived to 103. I got a problem. And he lived, and he lived to 103. Big tzaddik of the generation. Actually, you must know, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite scenes of tzaddikim, favorite videos of tzaddikim, is a meeting between Rav Scheinberg Zatzal and Rav Ovadi Yosef Zatzal. I mean, if you really want to see what it means to be righteous, you have to see these two people talk to each other. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. You can just, just YouTube Rav Ovadia and Rav Scheinberg as they meet each other. It's just, it's just, every time I watch it, I have a saved on my YouTube, every time I watch it, no matter how many times, I cry. Because it, it puts us to shame. It just shows you what it means to be a righteous, humble human being. Here you have two pillars of the world. Two of the greatest, most righteous people in the world of the generation at the time. Right? And they're sitting and talking to each other like, basically saying, you're bigger. Help me. And I was like, what do you mean? You're supposed to help me. No, 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 no. And this one cries. That one starts to cry. It's just, it's crazy. Just to see these people talk to each other. And they gave their life for Torah and mitzvot. They put their life on Torah and mitzvot. And they had long life. This is where it's coming from. The Pasuk says, If you follow my Torah and my ordinances and do my mitzvot, All those ailments, all those negativities, I will keep far away from you. The Torah is the anecdote. So therefore, David Melech would go back to thinking the same way. He would say, you know what? The Pasuk does say, at the end of the day, the Pasuk does say, Hashem will watch over me if I learn Torah. So he says, So my legs constantly bring me to your Bet Midrash. My my natural self, my legs want to go my legs want to go to places of leisure and luxury and go fishing and, 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 and to the gym or whatnot. That's where my, because it wants me to be healthy, right? That's where my body wants to go. But I brought it back. I changed my teva. To go actually to your batekeneset, to your bet mitrash. To learn to to learn Torah, why? Because the Torah will become my healing. So David Amalek basically is saying you have two choices. David Amalek is saying you have two choices. A. Do everything you're supposed to do according to the Torah to watch over your health, which every single person should. Or if you're not going to do that, you make sure you're learning Torah the way you should and doing mitzvot the way you should all the time. As much as possible, because then that's going to be your pill. Because if you don't do that and you don't take care of your health, I once heard, I heard, this is what I heard, and I think it's true, you will see why. But this is not for everyone. Do not try this at home. Do not try this anywhere. Not at home, not outside, not one of those things, you know. I keep kosher at home. 
It's one of my favorite lines ever. Don't get me started tonight. I was in a good mood. <laughs> anyway, Harav Yitzchak Kaduri, Zecher Tzadik Vekadosh Libracha, he lived, most people say, either to 107 or 110. I never had the Zechut to personally meet him, but I was in Eretz Yisrael when he was alive. You know, uh, my family met him. They've gone to his Bet Knesset. He was a great, great sage, Gadol Ador, in, especially in Kabbalah. He was above and beyond. And I just want to tell you something, okay? About Anivut, about humility, what it means to be a true sage, okay? When Rabbi Vadi Yosef Zechat Sadi Vekadosh Racha, he was a young man just teaching Torah, doing shiurim, doing classes in different synagogues. Rabbi Yitzchak Kaduri was a gabai of a shul that hired him. He was the gabai. You know what it means to be a gabai in those days? Pouring tea for people that would come for class and setting up chairs and putting chairs away. Rabbi Yitzchak Kaduri, who later on became known as the Rabbi Yitzchak Kaduri, the great Kabbalist, they didn't want anybody to know. So who is a gabai? Right? And he lived to 110. People say 110. I've even heard 113. But at least 107. That's the least I've heard. Right? It says that he got a bracha. Uh, just to mention, he smoked tobacco all, like most of his life. He, if you see some of, his picture, some of his pictures, you will even see a long pipe. He used to smoke the old school pipe tobacco. Not these pipes. The long ones with cigarettes. He would smoke cigarettes. He got a special bracha from the Benish Hai. You understand how old you have to be to have a bracha from the Benish Hai? The Benish Hai was at his bar mitzvah. At his bar mitzvah. Okay? And he gave him a, and he gave him a bracha and he would say that the reason he still smokes is because his Torah and the bracha of the Benish Hai protects him. It will never hurt him. And it didn't. That's not to say that people can walk around smoking. I am okay. I learned Torah. No, no you're being stupid. Okay? Rav Kaduri gave his life for Torah and mitzvot. And he had a special bracha to back him up from the Benish Hai. Okay? So, just to say that these things have powers. That's what we're, that's what we're basically saying in this part of the parasha. Just a little bit more. Ela derashale lebal midrash. We could still ask that if David Amelech thought like this, that he said, you know, even though I'm supposed to take care of my health, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give him all my, all my time, all my life to Torah and mitzvot, right? And therefore, the Torah will protect me. Even if he thought this way. Why does it say, My legs will bring to your Torah. It should have said, And I brought me, or I returned to your Torah. Not that my legs brought me. If he was thinking to himself, you know, I should really be doing exercises right now. But you know what? The Pasuk says that if you keep my mitzvot, you'll always remain healthy. So you know what? I'm going to go learn Torah instead. So it should really say, he did it himself. He decided to go learn Torah, right? 
So it should say instead of and my legs turning, it should say I I I came to your Torah. But however, it must be that the pasuk it has come to hint to us when he would actually go with his legs to learn Torah, he would realize and feel in his nature, in his nature, this is another secret. He felt so happy, and tr- like he felt such tranquility from going and learning Torah, it was as if he was going on vacation. And this was his simcha. He actually wanted to go to the Bet Knesset. Because that's what made him happy. Even when he was going to the Bet Midrash, he was happy. The Pasuk says in Bereshit, The Pasuk says, And Yaakov picked up his legs. What does it say? Because Because when HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the parsha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to Yaakov Avinu in a dream and he guaranteed greatness for Yaakov Avinu. And then it says, Vaisa Yaakov Raglav. And over there, the Chachamim explained that it was as if his legs, he was literally walking on clouds. It's like his legs were just carrying him. He was so happy. that He, he had so much energy. That's what the Torah says. Vaisa Yaakov Raglav. His, his legs were carrying him away. So he says, when a person really is truly happy to learn Torah, it's a whole different ballgame. And that's what David HaMelech actually felt. So it says, instead of saying, I went to the Beit Midrash, it says, my legs literally were taking me, I was flying on my way to the Beit Midrash, because that's truly what made me happy. So he says with this, we could answer something very interesting and we'll end with this. We'll end with this. Everyone following? I don't even know if you guys are still following. I'm not going to stop. I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah? Josh, you still with me? Five minutes ago? It was hard to understand the switch of how you related it to like the health of the Torah. Maybe we'll discuss it afterwards. Next year. Who did I say? So you don't talk about the same stuff twice. Yo. Who did I say? Says now we can understand something else. The midrash. This is this 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 is good. I mean, all is good. Says the midrash says al pasuk zeh im bechukotai telechu va'asid demotam. If you go according to my ordinances and do the mitzvot, Amar Rabbi Chanan Abar Papi. Rabbi Chanan Abar Papi says. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Am Yisrael, Im shemartem et Torah, if you keep the Torah, harini ma'ala alechem, I will, I will, how do you say that? Anin ma'ala alechem, I will count it as if, ke'ilu asitem atzmechem, as if you created yourselves, as if you made yourselves. Imagine, you could actually say, I made me. Right? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, if you do my Torah, if you do my mitzvot, 
I will, I will make it as if, as if you made yourself. What does that even mean? The Yifatuar asks, what, what kind of zakhut is this for a person to get like, I will make it as if you made yourself. What kind of zakhut is that? Is, like, is, is that a reward? My reward is if I'm learning Torah, my reward is as if I made myself. If you tell me as if I saved someone else's life, okay. You know, I, I, I made some, okay. I made myself, what does that even mean? So he says now, now it makes sense according to what we said. He says because a person that takes care of them, themselves, health-wise, right? Maintaining their health, they're, what are they doing? Technically saving their own life. That's what we're responsible to do, to make sure we're healthy all the time. So when a person takes care of their own health, you're saving your own life. It's as if you created yourself. So he says, therefore, that's what the Pasuk says. The Torah says, And if you do the mitzvot, Hashem says, I will make it as if you created yourself. Why? Because you would have thought if you put too much time in learning Torah and doing mitzvot, you might lose out on different things you're supposed to do to maintain your health. So Hashem says, don't worry. If you're doing it in order to learn my Torah and do my mitzvot, I will make sure your health is maintained. I will count it as if you've created yourself. Meaning, you'll be healthy. This is not to say, chas v'shalom, a person should completely stop being healthy, and just sit and learn Torah. No, again, we don't ask for nisim, we don't ask for miracles. But it just so means that a person cannot say, because they decided to be more observant and do more mitzvot, they became unhealthy. That doesn't happen. If they're doing it the right way, HaKadosh Baruch Hu protects them. The Torah protects them. That's what the Pasuk says. If they're not doing the right way, that's a different story. A lot of people don't do it the right way. Right? But, the Baba Sali was known to eat, like, I don't know, some, I think like a day to day, one date, whole day. That was when he was not fasting. Right? That's a, and he lived a very long life. Very long life. Right? So, the Torah has the power to transform a person completely. And we have the power to reach those levels. It's very, very difficult. But that's what the Zerah Shimshon is bringing out. The David HaMelech was saying that as much as he wanted to go and be healthy, so to speak, he enjoyed learning Torah more. So he was asking Hashem, Hashem, because I enjoy doing Torah more, and this is my simcha, this is my exercise, so to speak, I depend on you to take care of me. Because I'm a chassid. Because I'm your chassid. I don't wanna, I don't, I'm not interested in all the other stuff. I'm interested in your Torah. So you just make sure that I can maintain my health, and I don't become like these kings that become crazy paranoid. Because I have all these responsibilities. May Hashem always watch over us and give a refuashelema to kol chole am Yisrael. Amen. Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen. Amen.